Episode 54. On today's show, it's a dog teeny field trip as the ladies visit a Hollywood Taco Bell and dare to sample the dubious chain's new Cantina Bell menu. Stephanie offends people on Twitter amidst the rape joke controversy, and Simone reports on the horrors of a product called Family Cloth. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you doing? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong so great because you're here and we're recording another episode while you're visiting in LA. Yay! Yay, us. Yes, so how, how are you enjoying it here? You said something that blew my <laughs> fucking mind when we were coming back from I downtown think it earlier. Blew it, blew my, well, it blew my mind when, listeners, I've mentioned before, when Stephanie and I first became friends, she wasn't sure she wanted to be my friend because I lived in LA. Not just because I lived in LA, but because I lived in LA and I liked it. So it's like, there's one thing, like, you have to for work or whatever. It's like, shit, man, yeah, you right. gotta live in LA. But no, I lived there and I liked it. And Stephanie, what did you? say in the car this afternoon i said i love la <laughs> welcome welcome I'm really coming around but yes. we had just come back from the best bookstore that i have ever been to and i ever will go to I think so. what was it called uh the last bookstore the last bookstore um it's yeah it's it should be called that. It's like apocalyptic. It's right downtown. Do you know the cross streets for the I think listener? It's they can Google it. Fifth and Spring, perhaps. And um, it's just gorgeous. They have art installations, and you come to the top of the stairs, and all the books on the top floor are one dollar, and they're not crappy books. Everything's amazing. Except right when you all get the to Dean the top, Coons. yeah, it's. A, <laughs> I was in heaven. It smelled amazing. It was beautiful inside. It felt everything was old. There was a big vault. You know, yes. this isn't a building that was built at the turn of the century, and you can go inside the vault. You you know where they, a bank I guess it had been it at one time like, yeah. it felt haunted it felt gorgeous it smelled old and dusty and they had done rad things with books like made a tunnel like out stacks of these they, old like, hardcover books they stacked a shelf and, and then like cut a hole in that shelf yeah. yeah it was so so beautiful and then when you came, first came up the stairs there was that shelf it kind of looked like the Ghostbusters scene almost in the library <laughs> yeah like so there's like, like shelves of books and then these books the that are like just sort of stuck in these half open positions just, just coming out of the shelf and then there was a typewriter with a long piece of paper that was all like draped around like they just went on for like you know like 30 feet of paper yeah. and then there's this whole archway made out of books so yeah, yeah just so walk through it and all the um, counters where you you know the cashier counters were made out of like held up they were slabs of wood held up by these old hardback books it was I was so overwhelmed they have these oxblood couches and just gorgeous art and sparse and everything it was a dollar on the top floor and so I bought good. nine books nine books that's yeah. so good so anyway kind of like this whole LA trip has been stuff with stuff like that like we were saying I was like Greg and Simone you can't live anywhere else but here now because yes. we had that organic vegan food what was the name of that restaurant oh sage amazing um, and she's which, not vegan so that, not vegan. that means a lot <laughs> loved it <laughs> I ate fake meat made out of walnuts and I liked it. (laughs) 
and yeah, and what happened? Oh yeah, and we had a party on on Thursday night, which was actually in nine years oh, yeah. I've lived here. That's like the, the biggest party I've ever had. I've had oh. book club meetings at my house that had twelve people, but we had eight people, and I served dinner, and yeah, it was a big deal for me. And you know, because we've talked before about me having party anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I didn't have it that night because it was an accidental party. I was just cooking <laughs> for you and David and Greg, and I was like, oh, we'll invite one more person over, and I invited Dustin over, and he wasn't coming, and then yeah, suddenly Mike and Rico were coming over, and then Duncan was coming over and I was like oh my god they were having a party it was like a a pregnancy like (laughs) well nothing we can do now that's right it's coming and then Rachel came over and she was like playing the best music she and Greg were talking about all this that was that was a really good element to it too I think that made it feel super partyish definitely so that's my tip though for anyone else who suffers party anxiety as I know Big Tasty listener Big Tasty does uh, yes uh, have a a surprise party for yourself let it sort of accidentally (laughs) unfold somehow and you'll be okay because I was fine with it that was the best time. Yay! So, uh, now, when you got here, we got here on Wednesday night. On Thursday, it was a big day. As you know, listener, we like to talk about Taco Bell a lot. And uh, Taco Bell has just, unveil- uh, just unveiled their Cantina Bell menu, which is their pathetic attempt. <laughs> See, I'm already, I'm already like setting it up. I've already used the word it's pathetic. It's okay. Everybody okay. knows. Everybody knows. That's right. <laughs> they, We're just stating the obvious. They, it was, they, they're attempting to, to match Chipotle with some quality items like, you know, cilantro rice and black beans and corn salsas. And it turned out that's pretty much the bulk of their changes. Like, I thought that was like when you read an article and mentioned those three things, I'm like, that's just scratching the surface of all these cool things. Well, no, that's it. That's mostly it. And they had a choice of veggie, uh, chicken, and steak burritos, or you could get it in a bowl. And so me, Stephanie, and David got one each. And yeah. Um, hmm. Think outside the bun. Okay, we have just arrived at Taco Bell on Vine in Hollywood. Taco Cantina now. Yes, Taco Cantina. We are, we are here to try the new Cantina Bell menu. We're very excited. I, I'm surprised the parking lot isn't full. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually worried about, about lines around the block, but there's plenty of parking for anyone else who uh, wants to try it out, and uh, we're about to head in. Are you excited, Steffi? Yes, especially because it has the chef's name outside. <laughs> Like, this is an actual legitimate restaurant. Right. Exactly. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay, we'll check back. Dong. They're definitely thinking outside the bun. Okay, we'll check in again uh, inside. They just called number one. Oh, it's not going. 186, that's me. Mine is up. (laughs) Simone just ran to the counter. 186, really. 186 is up. Ours isn't for like 63. Ours is 252. Because you were taken at a different register. Oh. <laughs> I feel Calm better down. now. I don't think you have to wait. No, damn it. A big line formed right after we walked in. I thought this is great. So yeah, we dodged a bullet. But yeah. We're like the Pied Pipers of Cantina Bill. We totally are. So gosh. Chef Lorena Garcia. This is a hefty burrito. Chef Lorena Garcia. I can't believe <laughs> I spent. I oh. shares a signature on the on the paper. I can't believe I just spent. How much did I spend? Seven dollars and thirty eight cents <laughs> on one burrito. On, on one burrito. Oh, okay, no, I didn't actually, and the drink is still a shitty. What are you gonna spend on plumbing? <laughs> Just ask someone what she's going to spend on plumbing. Is that a diarrhea gag? (laughs) (laughs) 
David's looking very anxious, waiting for his meal he to come. He's standing up, gesturing at the cashier. Before mine was announced, I wasn't recording, but I couldn't sit down. I was like, I, I wanted to get to it as soon as possible, and now I'm waiting until the others arrive, so I'm getting anxious too. I'm going to start on this um, Pico de Gallo. Thank you. Okay, she's opening the Pico de Gallo. It looks pretty normal. It looks like a regular Mexican restaurant. Yeah, very Quality fresh. caliber. And that's the thing, you know this isn't day's old food, because this is day one of the Cantina Bell menu. Oh, we'll have to check it out. truck on <laughs> It was airlifted in by a helicopter. We're not as lucky as the people of Bethel, Alaska, to get that kind of freshness. <laughs> Time. It's like Natasha on the lavender hour eating during the podcast. Mm. That's but her this hallmark. Is the purpose of mine. Yes, it is. I'm not rude like that normally. Oh, there was that time I was licking the um, had a microwave meal and I was licking the, the sauce off the bottom while you were talking. <laughs> I did that once. <laughs> did you confess to that? I got confessed to you, you after the show. Was oh, done. after. Okay. <laughs> so is this cilantro on the pico de gallo? It's, I mean, it's and expected. It's, can you it's handle not, that? I can handle that. Okay. So that's not a cilantro fan like I am. She discovered that she lacks the genetic material to be predisposed to liking coriander, as she calls it. Yes. Or cilantro. Very fresh tasting. It's fine. Okay. I mean, how can you fuck up plain diced tomatoes and onion? Maybe by pronouncing it tomato. <laughs> I'm going to start with that. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> David is losing his shit. He just stood up in urgency even though they called 152 when he has 252. He's not taking it anymore. Oh no, they meant they meant 252. Oh my god, it's here. It's here. It's here. Okay, so let's open that guacamole. I'm really curious about its okay. quality. I got okay. the guacamole because I feel like this is the caliber by which all Mexican restaurants should be measured. Definitely. Oh no. no. It doesn't look promising. No. Okay. No. It's like green baby diarrhea. What's looking like right now. It's very blended. It's very, very blended. blended. It's cut See, with something. See, I need it to be... It looks, uh, like, it looks like the same shit they I put mean, on the usual burritos in your seven-layer exactly, burrito. Exactly, exactly that. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat it. <laughs> I'm sure it's not edible, but yeah, I'll eat it. With a smile on your face. It's slightly glistening. Hmm. It tastes good, but the texture... No. No, no. Is not... Oh, it just got an aftertaste. Mm. Yeah. It's a big one's having more. <laughs> well, I have to know what I'm talking about. Definitely a big no on the guacamole. It tastes like there's mustard in it. David, would you like to chime in? Salty. <laughs> Not to mention the face he just made <laughs> when he ate that. But he did put the rest of the chip in his mouth. He did. Well, well I mean, I need to wash it down with Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist. Sierra Mist. I got the uh, iced tea, the raspberry iced tea. Oh, you did? Yeah. I got Dr. Pepper. Because I can't handle Pepsi, as we all know. Can we have Dr. Pepper is my top favorite. It looks like a, an Air Jordan that they wrapped in burritos. <laughs> It really does. We will include a picture of this. Okay, shall we start eating? Yes. Okay. okay. Here we go. Are you sure that that's the chicken and not the steak? It says CHK. CK. So Stephanie got the chicken. Louis CK burrito. Ooh, it's got grill David, marks on it. Yeah, it's like it was this mine. Cooked on something oh, wait, hot. Got the, uh, oh yeah. Corn oh, the corn salsa. Yeah, let's try the corn salsa. Here we go. Okay, this corn looks canned, but what else are you going to expect? <laughs> 
It's good. You don't like that. Mm. Mm. The corn, while canned, looks like it's been roasted, <laughs> like pan fried, pan yeah. seared. <laughs> Something's been done to it. They've taken some trouble with it. There's too much um, uh, red and green pepper in it, and I don't like red and green peppers. But that's not its fault. That's my fault. Hmm. So, okay. So, in, on with the burritos. So, Stephanie got the chicken, and she broke her usual not eating meat at Taco Bell because it yes. appeared to be of a higher quality. Yep. David has the steak, and I, of course, have the veggie. So, here we go. Mm. Okay, it's not bad. Not bad. I got a big mouthful of cilantro, which is good. Sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, mine was grilled too. I'm liking it. Mmm. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's very fresh tasting. Mm-hmm. And mine, all the guacamole ran to the sand. <laughs> so David is. All the guacamole appears to have run to one end of David's burrito. <laughs> What's that face you just made? It's just like salty and saccharine. Wow. But you can't, did you get any any high quality steak? <laughs> so mine, my second bite tasted like Taco Bell. Okay. And now the third bite. It, I guess it depends whether or not you get corn in your bite. The corn okay. adds, a, adds a fresh new burst to the Taco Bell experience. I think they took a real risk with the fresh lettuce inside a grilled burrito. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. They definitely did. So, um, before I left this morning, uh, Greg had showed me, he was looking at tweets of people who had eaten the Taco Bell, mm-hmm. the Cantina Bell. And uh, the one I, I noted and was concerned with was feeling ultra funky and sick after trying some of the veggie version of the Cantina Bell Bowl from Taco Bell. Do not recommend. <laughs> and I'm just so brave that I went ahead with this. Yes, you are. Even after that. Your plumbing is brave, too. Mm-hmm. And even though it's 1230, it still feels a little bit early to be eating Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it always should feel a little bit wrong to be eating Taco Bell, no matter what time of day it is. Well, I always feel a little bit wrong to pay $7.50 for one thing at Taco Bell, maybe. Yeah. No, it was a combo. Let's be fair. It That's was a true. combo. That's true. I'm halfway through this, and it's still swimming in a sea of salty, saccharine guacamole. <laughs> wow. And the, the black beans and rice are clinging to the sides. Well, it's a tube full of guacamole. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty distracted by the fact that there's lettuce in my burrito and it's like wilting rapidly and fucking up the texture. This definitely still has a weird non-fresh taste, would you say? Yes. I would non-fresh? I concur. And this is as fresh as it's ever gonna get. Unless we were here at opening at ten AM. This is as fresh. It's twelve thirty. I mean I can't believe this lady signed this herself. Well and it's not fresh. <laughs> Chef Lorena Bobbitt. No. <laughs> I think there's just this homogenous thing where the steak tastes like the guacamole, tastes like the wrapping, tastes like the rice, tastes like the beans. <laughs> tastes when like you go to like a Vegas buffet, yeah. a bad buffet, where everything tastes like each other. Yeah. It's just got that quality, whereas if you go to a good Mexican restaurant, you taste all the different things. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That's an interesting point, and also that way in Hollywood where a lot of headshots are made, and if you would go to a place to get your headshots printed at a cheap place, and they like print them all at the same time, like with black people and white people, and apparently kind of like the color kind of just kind of spreads out, so lighter people end up darker and darker people end up lighter, because that's what they told me in the printing. 
Are you headshots, yeah, yeah. When they do like these massive the ones. Out. Yeah. That's a beautiful analogy. What's yeah. happening here in the Taco Bell yeah. menagerie. Yeah, so it, it's fitting this should happen at the Hollywood Taco Bell, but sadly it's happening at all Taco Bells, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I haven't added any sauce to mine yet. Oh, me neither. I'm about to open a hilarious Taco Bell sauce packet that says, text me, smiley face. Mine reads, I'm eating fire, Stephanie's a pussy and eating mild. (laughs) (laughs) And, And oh, I can't believe mine is saying this, I didn't even read it. It says, I saw the way you looked at mild, it's okay, I forgive you. I would never look at mild that way. I don't like mild. No, you looked at it, looked I at would, it with contempt. Contempt. And so. you called the, the fan of the mild a pussy. <laughs> and it forgives you anyway. <laughs> so we're eating the food and recording the whole thing with the phone. Um, so that was that was going kind of hilariously. We're eating, eating, and we notice a conversation is taking place at the booth behind us. And it's this older African-American man who is um, confessing all his mental illnesses and financial problems to this woman he has just met, clearly just met, who um, seems to be involved in maybe in, in the sex worker <laughs> scene of some sort. <laughs> I'm guessing they were having a, a, an adorable, hilarious conversation conversation and we just as we were recording us talking about the shitty guacamole we we're like wait this is way better behind us he's just told her no i've got schizophrenia the whole nine <laughs> you have to take pictures of some of these people lining up for the menu menu oh yeah someone just said damn while reading the taco cantina menu it's a hookup about to happen Wow, we're hearing a Taco Bell hookup. With the cheese and the, the sour cream. For Don 19, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my god, ain't you something? I think I liked you for a reason. Oh, thank you, sir. Hey, I'll let you go. Uh, I think we just heard a Taco Bell hookup. I know. We should follow them. <laughs> Do you remember, uh, let me think of a name. When I say it, you're going to know. I like that. No, Gina. That hat. Gina. Gina. One, two, three. Gina. Do I have number three? No, no, I don't have my glasses, mommy. What up? Oh, you want her. Yeah, no, you want three. That's you. Huh? Oh, where is it? Yeah, I can't see either, for real. Oh, hey, but you want three. That was one up. We're getting, we're getting up there, uh, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and you don't you don't remember Gina? Dude, I remember everybody, but you know how many people I need a day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I know is I like your hat, man. It reminds me of New York. Right. It's cool like that. It's mm-hmm. still totally cool. So how you doing? You okay? Uh, got my help. I'm I want to tell you something about life. Every day above ground is a good day. Amen. I'm receiving. Okay. I'm going to take a bite of my burrito and celebrate. I can help people all the time. If you don't have a code, that is the code that comes up. I know a lot about cell phones. 
try it again, you just dollop it again, and then do your, uh, you do the last four digits of your phone number and then press it out. Just keep doing it until you can get it, so you can get your messages. God forbid you need your messages on. Mailbox is full. Okay, so should we do closing statements on the Cantina Bell menu? Closing statements. I have a headache. <laughs> I find it edible. Something gray dripped out the bottom of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's out of mine too. I think it's a mixture of black bean and guacamole. Yeah, mine's okay. Okay. Yeah, I think. So, would you eat this again? Yes. <laughs> No, but probably because I would go for the cheap and basic menu items over the whatever's fancier. And yes, expensive. there's no point paying extra for this. That's true. Like, because Taco Bell bean burritos are my very favorite fast food. Yes. And they're so cheap that I don't think I would even mess with that. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, I don't think this is, this is just like an expanded sort of seven-layer burrito. Yeah. That's... I prefer refried beans, pinto beans, to black beans anyway. So um, I think the corn salsa, I'd say that that's the saving grace of this whole thing. I think it provides little bursts of the corn salsa, but it's colder than the other. Yeah, it is. Yeah, those are like room temperature, and then the corn salsa is cold. So that's a little disturbing. But uh, I think next time, if I want to spend this much for a burrito, I'll just go to Chipotle. $7. Yeah. It's bigger and better. So, sorry, Cantina Bell. No dice. No dice. So, yeah, we just we just got up to leave, and we packed everything in. And then just as we were leaving, Skull was kind of sitting opposite us, went and told the people that we were recording them. <laughs> and they go, that's okay, honey. You know what? You let them record it. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Now that I was... feel a little guilty. I do, too. She really put us in our place, even though we didn't get confronted about it. Yeah. That could have got real ugly. And then I would have tried really to get the recorder have. out again. <laughs> just so epic it was my Aww. god but yeah but the lady didn't care that was thank goodness yeah gosh but i feel a little icky now no. <laughs> that's the taco bell <laughs> so um i look forward to some cantina bell related crimes that we can report on <laughs> taco bell news <laughs> think outside the bun
Seattle freeze thing, which I kind of get, but I also think that I'm the same way. Like, I'm not good with making new friends and meeting people. And it's also hard because I moved out here after graduating from college. So this is the first time I'm out on my own, not going to school. In last October, when I first moved here, I actually met my boyfriend, who I'm still with now. So he's like one of the only people who I've met out here who I really have a connection with, like friendship-wise. And I've made friends through him, but I, and I made a couple friends through work and stuff, but I don't know. I feel like I'm turning into that girl who just like has to be with her boyfriend all the time and relies on him to have stuff to do. And that's so lame. Like, I don't know. So I guess what I want to know is I know you both moved far away from home before, so you, you probably know what that's like. And also, you obviously, you live far apart and you're good at maintaining your relationship with each other. So, you know, advice on making new friends in a new place and also on maintaining those friendships. But anyway, love the show, and I hope you answer my question, I guess. Thanks, guys. Bye. So thank you, uh, listener Katie, for your voicemail. This is definitely a topic we know lots and lots about. Uh, you know, I'm even from friends. the Ozarks, and I and moved to Seattle. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you've got very specific, uh, specific information you can uh, you can impart. Yeah, yeah. So how did it, how did it work out for you specifically with the Seattle freeze? What is the Seattle freeze? Everyone talks about the Seattle freeze being how people in Seattle are unfriendly, uh-huh. and it pisses me the hell off because I'm from the South, where people's way of being in public is to be chirpy and smiley mm-hmm. and it's just as much of a veneer as people who are more introverted and to themselves and right. so I appreciate people being hanging back a little bit more mm-hmm. because it feels more authentic to me right. and this forced like hey, how are you going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah in Arkansas we'd say oh, fuck what would we say <laughs> Never mind. Um, um, how are you how are you? Like, that was just what people would say. She'll know what I'm talking about. So, um, it's interesting with how are you, where people, when you call up, yeah, hi, how are you? And people just go, yeah, like nobody answers the question, how are you? Don't really want to know. Yeah, nobody knows, nobody cares. I'm like, yeah. Can we phase that out some, some yeah, point how in the American are you vernacular? Be, yeah, definitely phased out. <laughs> Everyone's too busy to care. Yep. No, but I guess that's people's problem with Seattle, the conception. People, I've, I've talked to people who moved from the South. They're like, hey, people here are so unfriendly. I'm like, I'm sorry. I think that they're really friendly, at, you know, in almost a better way because they will talk to you and they'll be genuine. But um, So she's got a... Katie is her name? Yep. So Katie's got a boyfriend. And I moved out here with my, I moved to Seattle with my husband. So I kind of was already in that. And all my friends I made were through him Mm -hmm. at the same time. So I'm trying to think of how I overcame that. Um, Because he's more, we're both introverts, but um, I'm probably more you know the the outgoing introvert of the two of us. so I'm <laughs> the one who instigates the parties yeah right. so um I would kind of be the instigator of, of those those sorts of things but I definitely started to find friends outside of him but this was I think it was all mainly through the internet like just kind of people that you'd hit it off with you know on Facebook this was MySpace probably back then but um yeah it just kind of has to do with with not wanting to stay inside because <laughs> a lot of people are 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 introverted in, in the way that they really just want to stay home and and I think that for those people those are the ones I hear complaining about about not having enough friends but right um, 
The ones that want to stay inside. The ones that, yeah, who, who will kind of complain about and then they get home and they're like, I'm just not going out. And Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Well, there's a weird thing about you feel like you're an introvert and you'd like to be home, but I think so, so much of wanting to go out and having friends, I think there's like a pressure of feeling that's what you're supposed to do, so yeah. you're not a loser or something. But I think I used to feel like that more mm-hmm. and, uh, and now I don't. I feel like, no, sometimes I really just like being home alone and just reading and fucking around on the internet watching. Like, you know, like there's nothing wrong with that like that doesn't make me a loser that just makes me doing my own thing and mm-hmm. and and embracing that is also something to be felt like i think you'll i'm not saying people don't want company but you you don't maybe you don't want as much company as you think you're supposed to have yes and yeah and and, and feeling okay with that then you can sort of better assess when do i really want company and mm-hmm. and then seek it seek it then and not feel like you're supposed to be doing stuff with people all the time yeah 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 fuck that yeah i mean i know definitely the older i get i find i find people who I'm like a little bit smarter about my friends. Like, okay, that person is actually a friend and you know, yes. that person actually gives a shit. And um, that's the type of person I can call and say this, you know, in a crisis, like, I'll, you know, kind of think about who, who has been there for me. And yeah, um, so that's good to kind of evaluate that sort of thing. But, um, but just in doing it, like, it is hard to make friends. Like, I took me, I, I made my first friend in LA hmm. one year to the day that that I moved and and uh, but yeah, that whole time is just. I don't think we even had that many friends here either. You know, really? like the, the all the. You know, oh, what'd you do for that whole year then? Hung out with Greg mostly. Really? You know, like we'd have people yeah. would visit and stuff. So most of my activity would happen with visitors and, and stuff like that. And 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 you know, I was okay with that, but I kind of wished I had friends. And then I made these friends. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have a friend, and I was really happy. <laughs> So and it was good. And we we got along really good. We ended up having a falling out because oh, no. she was a bit mental. But um, yeah. So uh, but for that first year, like you know, I had I had I had no friends, and I I almost kind of accepted it. You know, I think I had enough visitors and did enough traveling and stuff that it didn't mm-hmm. I didn't notice it as much. Mm-hmm. But um, but it, it was hard. And, and I noticed pockets of things happen. Like suddenly we you know you meet certain people and they'll introduce you to other people. So like mm-hmm. things go in waves mm-hmm. of you they know do. suddenly like you know Rachel who you came to the party the other day like we were talking about like. She, Greg had known her for a while and I knew of her and then suddenly like I've seen her like five, six times in the last six weeks. Like we're suddenly, mm-hmm. we've sort of clicked and we're like into like involving each other and stuff a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, just sort of, you know, these things will just happen sort of organically and you can't mm-hmm. force them. But definitely the fucking internet is, you know, <laughs> but even the internet stuff's hard to force. You, th- you can't go online and say, okay, I'm going to make my new best friend online. <laughs> and it's really hard to do that, yeah. you know. You can't, you can't so, force that stuff. And then there's the other whole thing with internet people turning out to be fucking whack jobs in real life (laughs) so yeah you know it's a it's a bit of a mixed bag yeah and i can appreciate how she doesn't want all of her friends to be her boyfriend's friends totally totally but i I mean i make friends easily so i don't i I really don't know what to tell her like i'm just i'm super interested like I, i mean if there's someone i just i'm honestly interested and yeah <laughs> so i think that's it's kind of like this magnetic thing that i can't help i'm just like yeah i want to tell me your story you know and what's this and yeah i so. guess the question i would have for katie is how much how secure is she about her ability to make friends because i'm pretty I, i'm somebody who gets along with people really well but I'm very insecure, so probably all the bad things I'm bringing is just my bad feelings about myself. Well, I think I'm that way too. We probably all are. You seem to overcome it better than I do. You tend to be pretty, you mm-hmm. know, 
boundaryless, as I as I read somebody uh, yeah. hilariously mentioned. Ben <laughs> That's right, boundaryless. You know, like you seem to be able to overcome it more. But I think when you're going to a situation trying to be friendly and you're really insecure about yourself, mm-hmm. it makes it harder for you to, to sort of. I like to talk to people about being insecure, honestly. Yes, that's, that's a, a great really talking good point. Point of commonality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's good. So it's like, hi, are you insecure? Me too. And look how bubbly I am. You, you don't have social anxiety right like me. <laughs> Do you feel like your adrenaline's about to choke you right now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to this corner. I tried to talk to two people who are like sitting aside by themselves at a at a at a gathering at a bar once, but I think I scared them. But Aww. yeah. But it's funny because for me, like if I feel somebody's more insecure than me, I'm like so secure in front of them. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna come in and save yeah. the day. I know. I think we yeah. We kind of pick that pick up on that out of each other. Yeah. In terms of maintaining distance, distant relationships, which are obviously, you know, which we have with each other. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know, email. We email. <laughs> we email at least every day. Yeah. Maybe not every single day. It's weird if a day goes by that we haven't emailed. Yeah. We're always texting and... Yeah. But the days we do email, it's usually like three emails each. Yeah. Back and forth. And sometimes they only don't get answered because they get too long and yes. intimidating. <laughs> But a lot of times there'll be a one long email from one, and then the other one, like, you know, it'll just sit there for a couple days because, you know, stuff comes up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both have that understanding. Yes. We have an understanding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's probably important. But it's, it's hard, too, though, when you're trying to maintain people, maintain relationships with people who have different sort of... Uh, ways of communicating like mm-hmm. my family is more into phone calls mm-hmm. and I like don't call anybody yeah. I never pick I'm up starting a... to hate the phone yeah I never feel like <laughs> what's so and so up to I'm gonna just give them a call for a chat like we talked about people just dropping in yeah. you know to me like a phone call is like a drop in yes. what you so wanna like, like have a conversation you want my, right this now? much of my time yeah like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this like I'm not ready for that like we're, we're just so in a different different place with yeah. that you know But and a lot of people say that that's sad that but you know you know what I mean like the older people are like oh what's it coming to that people won't drop what they're doing but I feel like I'm having a more honest interaction with somebody when I'm emailing them or, yeah. or IMing them or something like yeah, that yeah because you're doing it in your time rather than on their time because say, say you yeah. were about to do something you had you all geared up to do something and then somebody mm-hmm. dropped in and well here's a perfect example not that it was my personal drop in but my <laughs> sister and I were so looking forward my dad was going to take us to McDonald's and we were going to meet Ronald McDonald oh! and I couldn't wait how old are you I was probably like six or seven oh, I'm so excited I've been waiting waiting because you know when the ads come in telling you where Ronald McDonald's gonna be I don't understand where everything is I'm too young but I was like can we go can we go finally I said yes because it was one nearby and I was so excited we were gonna meet Ronald McDonald and then somebody dropped in and I had no concept oh, of time and I'm like waiting no. waiting waiting and then he left I'm like can we still go to McDonald's and dad was like no it's too late now and I was like oh so drop in ruined it I never met Ronald McDonald I think it's not too late Lolly met him recently <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. And she's like, and, and Ronald McDonald told me, he's like, she's so nice. Your daughter is so sweet. She's charming. And Ronald McDonald's got to be meeting some of the biggest asshole kids that well, the planet has to I offer. was like studying him because I'm like, who is this man under the clown makeup and that hideous red? Like, who would do this to himself? You know, like, so I was like really intrigued and I'm observing how he is with everybody. And um, so he had, you know, he's really nice little kids. And then like some older teenagers came, you know, how like when you're like in high school, junior high, you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is gonna be hilarious. Let's get an autograph from Ronald McDonald. So you could tell that's what these boys were doing. And Ronald McDonald changed his demeanor to be like, right on, right on. Oh. <laughs> Started talking street to the older kids. That's so funny. lame. He should have anyway. kept it up. Well, it was. Maybe what are you gonna was... do? I mean, bless your heart. You're in the Ronald McDonald costume yeah. and you're talking to these guys who think they're really cool. <laughs> 
but yeah, but see, my, my, the thing with the drop-in, back to where we were, is that, mm. yeah, you risk running, ruining somebody's plan. And, you know, at least now when everything's mm-hmm. organized, planned, it's like, yes, I set this t- time aside. Let's do this. Yeah, so, it's understood with emails. Like, that person will get back to me when they can. When, when convenient. So, yeah, so I think it's hard when you have people on different types of communication that they prefer. So that's, that's sometimes it's harder with my, with my parents because, like, they're just into phone calls and I'm just into emails. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's tough. But if you can find a common mode of communication, then I think that's that's the best way to go around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just honesty is important. <laughs> I know, like, yeah, you're in Seattle, Katie. So where do you hang out? Like, do you do you go to church? Do you like go to the Y? Like, do you, you know? Well, when I first met you, we went to this fondue party, and it just seemed like all your friends were from church. You and me you went to a fondue party. Yeah, that you know, you stole the remote control. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Yes. So, um, yeah, a lot of them had gone to church at one time, and then they, no one did anymore. <laughs> really? They all stopped. They stopped yeah. completely. Like they we just had this church? mass exodus. I think a lot of them might have. Some of them might have started going again. Yeah. To, this, to Mars like Hill is church, but really? I think a lot of them, like yeah, David had known them back in the day, like through church stuff. But because when I first when I first met you, it just seemed like all your friends were church people. Really? Yeah. But now it doesn't seem like that. Yeah. At all, yeah. I don't. I don't know who my friends are now. <laughs> <laughs> they all live far away, <laughs> and I just text them all the time. Well, thank you for your call, Katie. I hope we helped. Um, we did know a thing or two about that, so I'm sure we did. So now I have a reading from the heart. Now we talked recently about the gluing of the penis hole. Yes. <laughs> Fuck up. So, anyway, and I said I'd do more research, find more things. So, what I found, I guess there's some message board bleh, message board called newgrounds.com. Everything by everyone. And this comment thread was called, things to put on your dick. <gasps> and in parentheses, safely. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so this guy writes, Given people are always scared of experimenting, I've offered this useful thread just so you can see what works and what doesn't without pain. Being the man I am, I have stuck my dick in just about everything. (laughs) (laughs) So I have vast experience in this department. Below, I list the things I put on my dick that feel good and not so good. (laughs) So, and he's got like like, stuff on my cat. subheadings so this is under the subheading of spicy stuff oh my god (laughs) spicy mexican vegetable i.e peppers jalapenos etc salsas and mashed skin surprisingly do not burn as long as nothing gets into the urethra yeah that's what i would think (laughs) wow grease and seeds burn like fuck in all caps but only if they are not diluted. Saliva is a dilute. If you want to be safe, wait 40 minutes after eating or, or have her drink a glass of milk or a banana. So maybe he's what? referring to, you know, the girlfriend's mouth having had... Uh, had uh, wait, 40 minutes. That's yeah. an interesting increment of time, too. Okay, next one. Curry. Avoid. <laughs> to get sticky so it can cling for long periods of time. That means it can cling to any wrinkle or opening, all caps. Thus, while it may not burn during the initial contact, if anything keeps going down and you get overstimulated or chafed, you're you're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Wasabi. (gasps) What an idiot. Yeah. (laughs) Surprisingly, does not burn. What? 
I think it has to do with its mushy, waxy complexion, so it can cling well to the mouth, and, and unless forced, it can get into holes very well. If it does, run like fuck, dip your dick in any dairy-based product or Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> At this moment, Dustin is burying his hand in his, his face in his head. <laughs> saying what the fuck uh, it's like how does he know how to debase it as well like... well because i think from his other research milk, if you're having curry and curry is burning your mouth you drink milk or a lassi like water doesn't help you'd have a oh, so you knew this being sri lankan like you kind of know that yeah or... yeah i think okay. it's more of an indian thing indian we never thing, did that okay. but yeah but that's right yeah i've learned i since. didn't know this. yeah okay. lassi if your mouth is burning what's lassi it's a like a milky uh like you get a mango lassi hmm. uh at indian restaurants okay. uh, it's very very soothing uh, see. Hot sauces. Oh my. Fucking Satan incarnate. If you want to burn or rash, if you enjoy that stuff, slather this stuff on. Some of them are so hot they will cause you to break out in rashes. All caps. Oh, he deserved that. The medication did not feel good. Oh my god. <laughs> Who is this person? All these things know. he's putting on his dick are hot and I know. spicy. Well, this is under spicy stuff. And caustic. So, yeah, we've got other. I'll, I'll mention the other. I think I'll save the subheadings for a subsequent episode. Okay. Let's see. In general, if the substance is a liquid or has low viscosity, i.e. greases, slimes, sauces, avoid. They can become sticky and cause chafing, which then the spicy factor comes in. Also, they sit on the saliva and get into the urethra. To fix, either, <laughs> to fix, either have a girl ingest a slice of bread, drink a glass of milk, or eat a mushed banana. If inflicted, stick your dink into a liquid dairy product. Get a cup, you stupid fuck, it's, and only a tiny bit, and swirl it around. Vaseline is a godsend if you have no dairy products. Water generally will not work unless scrubbed at, and that is a very sensitive part of your body. Seriously. So that's the spicy stuff. I think we'll leave it at that for this week. Coming up in subsequent episodes, we have chemicals and medicinal items, uh, dairy products, and other perishable goods. Perishable (laughs) goods. So that was my reading from the heart. We have a new segment called Stuff on My Dong. Stuff on My Dong. I know this is totally devolved from readings of any other kind. It's just about stuff on dongs now. Maybe Clownvis can write us a song about that. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, there's been rape controversy on Twitter where um, I guess Daniel Tosh tweeted some sort of rape joke, and I'm, I'm not clear on it. So I, I can't believe really he told to a it. joke at the comedy store or some okay. place. He told a rape joke. A girl got offended and said rape jokes are never funny, and then he said something about her getting gang raped after that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when the shit hit the fan. And I don't oh, know the full man. Twitter repercussions after that because I've well, been paying attention. Yeah, I've been paying attention to for you. That. <laughs> I don't I don't know because this is my problem is that no one can ever say that something is never going to be funny. I know. And um, if you laughed it was funny. And Neil Hamburger has the most hilarious <laughs> rape jokes. I'm sorry. And so and people who are victims of sexual assault get very understandably don't think it's you know a lot of them don't think it's funny but maybe some of the people and i know some who are victims of sexual assault think it's funny like that's a way that they've healed they were able to laugh at it It takes its power away so i tweeted something like like um like you know rapity rape rape haha or something yeah people didn't like that like i got some tweets saying i'm so disappointed in you yeah (laughs) and you told me to write back mom (laughs) So 
that sort of thing. But I, you know, and then I tweeted something like, I just can't understand how someone could tell somebody what to not laugh at. And we all yeah. deal with our own trauma in our own ways. Yeah. And then this guy wrote back to me. He's like, I like your blog, but you're super bitchy on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. It's. I don't don't think these people sound very fun to hang out with. I guess. No. <laughs> but well, they can, I mean, I can understand you can be triggered by joking by rape, but for her, like, she can't. That girl in that in that club can't stand up and say rape jokes are never funny because she doesn't know how other people might process and, and use humor to heal. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, and I've talked about this before, but so much like even with like racist jokes and things, like mm-hmm. so much of offense, I feel like it has to do with intent. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is the intent behind that? Does, does the person laughing at a rape joke is they, are they like like yeah yeah rape's awesome you know this you know I'm I'm pro rape and that's why I don't care about rape jokes. It's like no, <laughs> I'm pro rape. <laughs> Does such a fucking person exist that isn't a fucking rapist themselves? I don't think so. But you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, people. It's it's putting context, things into context, and a person's intent. And and right. people are willing to do that. And you know, and also people are different. You know, places in their in their journey about exactly. how they how they process things. But like, so many people are just so focused on their own, you know, awareness and their own idea of what's right and wrong, and not you know thinking outside of that. And you know, hopefully, we're trying to encourage more thinking outside of your own experience. Like, I don't expect everything to fucking cater to me and what I like, you know. I don't ex- get all mad because people are enjoying meat everywhere because I'm a vegetarian. It's like, this is my thing. And before I became a vegetarian, it's fucking, you know, chowing down on fucking Taco Bell tacos with ground beef in it and anything else I like. So you can't just expect everyone to be in the same place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't think these people joking about rape realize... Like, the people that are upset about it think that people think rape is funny. It's like, we don't. Yeah, and no. they also don't... They, they don't know like what kind of sexual assault that person joking about it may have been subject to. Exactly. <laughs> like they just assume and some girl tweeted at me she's like I'm sorry I misunderstood your intent. Yeah. Um, I just assume that anyone who jokes about it isn't a victim. Yeah and that's yeah. something they have to learn so you can yeah. only hope at least with this 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 back and forth going on on Twitter that people at least learn that no it doesn't mean that everybody you know you know doesn't hasn't had any experience or you don't know what people's motivation is and you can't assume that and mm-hmm. people do use it to, to heal from it you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where that is. Yeah, so. Okay. So you have something called family cloth. Family cloth. It's been cloth. on the document for months. It has been on the document and for months. I've never gotten to it. I've never got to it. And I'm not going to stand for that any longer. No, family cloth. Family cloth, Stephanie, a reusable <laughs> toilet paper. <gasps> no, it is not. Yes, it is. This is this like the Diva Cup or? Yeah, well, the Diva Cup, at least that's rubbery. You know, the okay. Diva Cup, it's like, I feel like something that's sort of plasticky or rubbery, you can wash and it's sterilized, it's clean. That's not but cloth. Cloth is like a harbor for whatever it's ever been in contact with, I feel. So, yes. So you get it. You have a little basket, I guess, by the toilet. You wipe your butt. You throw it in. and Wow. Onto the basket. I guess it's like diapers. It's adult diapers, but in like a <laughs> toilet paper form. So... Yeah, so here we go. How do I use these wipes? This is from the FAQ. Oh, is it uh, at um, familycloth.com or what's uh, the website? This is at familycloth.wipes.com. <laughs> <laughs> How do I use the wipes? 
The usage of cloths as an alternative to toilet paper is quite economical and easy to use. For bathroom visits that simply consist of urine, we recommend that you simply wipe and toss the wet cloth into a nearby container. For bathroom visits that consist more of more than urine, simply wipe and toss those wipes into the nearby container as well. Simply <laughs> consider and use the same standard. How many words which, can you possibly use to say the same thing? <laughs> I know, just like, just wipe your butt and, and your whatever for all purposes. Like, why do they have to stress that twice? Just for all Wow. All expelling of urine and feces use the cloth. So simply consider and use the same standards which you would apply to the amount of waste left on a baby's oh cloth God. diaper before. Oh, okay. So they want <laughs> oh, you to like, now? maybe they want you to like, maybe wipe a bit of the poop into the. I don't fucking wow. know. Wow. They're trying to like determine like how do you just scrape this? something off the cloth? Yeah, you should have to scrape if there's like a chunk stuck to it. Oh, this is horrifying. Yeah. I should never have brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm in over my head, right? This is a, so this is like for the envir- sake of the environment. For the sake of the environment. That you keep but, like a, oh man. Anyone yeah. who's ever lived in a house that, has, that there's a baby with dirty diapers, you know that that's just not a happy happy place to be yeah i've known people that want to environmentally do the washable diaper thing they just they just give up they can't it's just too too disgusting i remember when i was a kid though there was when early environmental stuff was you know coming up on the news and they were talking about how diapers don't you know biodegrade decompose my dad's like see your your shitty diapers are still in the dump they're going to be here for a hundred (laughs) years I was kind of horrified, oh. but uh, yeah, but these 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 family this family cloth it comes on a roll like you can like reassemble it onto a roll like those old hand drying towel things yes. and rest stops that just are on a loop it's like a towel on a loop yes yes so foul yes totally they should just bring back the bidet and have like those Whoa. fancy toilet seats that blow dry your butt that's the thing with the the bidet actually there was an ad for bidets I think it was in America. Mm-hmm. It said it had a picture like you wouldn't wash your dishes like this, and there's a lady just like <laughs> using dry cloth to wash her dishes, and saying like, you wouldn't wash what, go in the shower like this. And this guy's just showering with no water and just rubbing, you know, clo- you know, just paper why towels all over his body. It's like so. Why would you do that with your ass? That was that was where they were going with that. And I'm like, yeah, you're kind of right actually. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, bidets should should be more commonplace than they are. But we're all like, ah, not sure a jet of water up my ass. Does it go up your ass? Yeah. It goes up your well, ass. Up, up. Okay, but just, okay. I, I don't know, but yeah, but yeah. yeah. You, I'm, I'm the one who's never been to Europe. I'm the one without the passport. <laughs> I need to hear these things firsthand. Yes, yes. No, Japan, they have them because you can affix them to the toilet seat. So you can, Ooh. like, you don't, it doesn't have to be a whole separate thing. You can just, like, buy these things and affix them. And then there's, like, a thing of water that, like, shoots the jet. And yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. And also the, the bidets, like the, the, the electronic ones that you have, like, they have a little, like, you press a button and it makes a sound because, you know, they're so yeah. shy there. So they yeah, yeah. want to mask any sounds you might be making. So it makes hilarious sound to mask any toilet grossness. So yeah, family cloth. If you how did you find that? Gosh, somebody posted it on Facebook okay. months and months ago. <laughs> now while you're here, you told me about your dad's bell bottoms. It was a funny story. <laughs> yeah, I guess when my parents were engaged, like they got married in '73, and my dad had these red wool bell bottoms that my mom hated, <laughs> but she didn't want to be the nosy fiance so she waited till after they were married and then she threw them out and my dad's like what are you doing with my red bell bottoms those are my favorite they're awesome they're so cool 
my mom was not having it, and they ended up giving them to Goodwill. The next week, they saw the town bum wearing my dad's real bell bombs at McDonald's. My mom's like, see? And my dad's like, yeah, you schooled me. I'm glad you made me get rid of it. I just love the the town bum. The town bum. Yeah, the one, like your neighborhood, your Bigfoot uh, character that hangs around Los Feliz. He's the neighborhood bum. This is the town bum. The town bum just has such a good ring to it, you know? He's famous. He's not like, because, you know, you go to some places, there's so many bums. You know who they are. You know their name, usually. Yes, exactly. But this is the town bum. It's been a whole year. I think since we did our podcast where you and I were at the coffee bean um, when I was visiting you here in LA and we're thwarted by your neighborhood bum Bigfoot. Yes. Bare ass was hanging out of his bare pants. Ass. Oh. And you, you had to come around the little courtyard and you're like, I can't come inside the courtyard because he's rooting around in the garbage can and his ass is like hanging yes. out. It's <laughs> horrifying. I had to wait till he moved. <laughs> God, that sucked. Uh, oh, they moved boy. the bin so that now, if he was still doing it, it shouldn't block the block the pathway to, to to getting to the courtyard. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap things up. So, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Steffi, for being in LA. Yay! I'm so excited to have you. We're already planning next year's visit. So, we are. Yes, but um, we're coming up with new and innovative ways to record this <laughs> podcast. So, and thank you, Dustin, for looking after Yay, us today. Dustin! Yay! <laughs> So please uh, listen to, uh, check out feralaudio.com for our podcast and other great podcasts, uh, courtesy of Dustin and his fine work. And also visit dongtini.com for any supplementary material from this episode. And if you're buying anything from Amazon, please click through Feral. Yes, click through Feral, then go to Dongtini, and then click through us, and uh, we'll get a kickback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really... Just buy what you're going to buy. Just buy the computer you're going to (laughs) buy. Buy a flat screen TV. (laughs) Buy cat food, whatever you like. Buy that uh, Bose sound system. (laughs) Please. Yes, buy a Bose. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we'll get a little bit. So cool. Well, until next time, bye, Stephanie. Bye, Simone. Bye.
This podcast operates independently in partnership with FeralAudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective. This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit FeralAudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.